Hey guys, I'm Joe. And I'm Alex. And this is Hungover Politics, a show where we get drunk and talk about the issues of the day. Today we'll be talking about the riots in Portland, along with the quote-unquote secret police, and why the conservatives and libertarians aren't doing a boog right now to defend the communists. Brilliant. So, Portland. Riots. What do we know? What should we know? Well, I, I think the most important thing to start off with is the quote-unquote secret police aren't secret police. They are uh, subordinates of the Department of Homeland Security who work for, uh, I believe, the Border Security Agency, which I don't know how that differentiates itself from Border Patrol, but whatever. It's a separate but related agency to Border Patrol. And, uh... Is it equal to Border Patrol? I don't know. Damn. Well, I need, we need to know if it's, if it's separate, but also equal. Uh, yes, we do. Um, so basically, they arrested a guy. And from what I can tell, on the basis of one arrest, uh, the left has just declared that the government is evil and we need to overthrow them. I see. Now, well. at present, the uh, the most autistic example of this I can think of is a guy in our Discord called Tim, who is screeching and hollering about how the right just refuses to overthrow the government on his behalf. Uh, meanwhile, he has spent the last God knows how long I've <clears> known <throat> him, but that long precisely, uh, demanding that the government do more stuff. And now that the government is doing more stuff, it's bad. It's very unfortunate for him, at least. Uh, yes, but, you know, actually, I'm, I'm just mad that they're breaking the law. Although, to be fair, that's not even an invalid argument, because the people being arrested have literally been torching federal buildings. Like, I'm not that fond of the federal government, but is it justified to torch a federal courthouse for no apparent reason? Or they, they aren't really torching them, they are uh, generally just chucking shit at them. And like defacing them with spray paint and stuff. That's very unfortunate for them. You know, if the spooky police came and arrested me, I would not also be happy. Well yeah, but you also probably wouldn't be arrested for blatantly assaulting federal property with no real reason to do so. Assaulting. Yeah. I, I have I have groped the federal property. I didn't say it was sexual assault. That's true. You didn't. But what if? Oh, let's see. What what else do we know about this? Uh, Portland protests continue for 59th consecutive day. Oh yeah, the the media has been doing their best to convince everyone that actually these are peaceful protests and there's no violence. And they aren't damaging any federal property, so it doesn't make sense for the federal police to be involved in uh, stopping them. And yet, we have the pictures of them damaging federal property, and the damage they have done to federal property. Uh, 
Oh, but the, the, okay, so the biggest thing is that one arrest video where we see border security go in and arrest a guy. Now, uh, I've seen a lot of commentary online that convincingly enough to me suggests that this was not so much an arrest as an asset extraction. And the main reason for this is that he knew he was being arrested before the cops were actually to him. Like, everyone else was saying, resist, resist, uh, don't get arrested, we'll bail you out, blah, blah, blah. And this whole time, he's just standing there with his arms behind his back. So, like, as soon as he saw these guys, he put his arms behind his back and was just ready to be arrested. Now, is it possible that a protester would have done that? Sure. But it kind of looks like the guy was an informant on the inside, and they were just bringing him out. Because that's how undercover work works. That's pretty uh, open and uh, shut case to me, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, meanwhile, uh, the city of Portland has their priorities in order uh, and has demanded the removal of a fence around a federal courthouse because it blocks a bike lane. Wait, what? Yeah. They have removed what? The, Okay. I'll just read the article. So KGW8, which appears to be a local news network, says City of Portland demands removal of fence around federal courthouse because it blocks bike lane. An official said the fence needs to be removed promptly, and if it isn't, the city will consider fines and potential legal action. I would love to see the City of Portland sue the federal government. Uh, the city of Portland Thursday demanded federal authorities remove a metal fence and concrete barriers it says were illegally installed around the federal courthouse in downtown Portland. Now, I don't know if the city of Portland knows this, but as of the Supreme Court existing, the Supremacy Clause means that the federal government can do whatever the fuck it wants and you can't do anything about it. Uh, the fence is a safety hazard because it blocks the bike lane on Southwest Main Street, according to the Portland Bureau of Transportation. PBOT said the bike route is one of the busiest in the United States, which means there are four or five people on it every single day. The structures are both unpermitted and represent a hazard to the traveling public. Chris Warner, director of PBOT, wrote in a letter to the U.S. General Services Administration. Warner said the fence needs to be removed promptly, and if it isn't, the city will consider fines and potential legal action. Portland Commissioner, Commissioner Chloe Udele who oversees PBOT, said the construction of the fence at that spot is both an abuse of public space and a threat to the traveling public. I don't see how... How are either of those true? Uh, I want to see a definition for abuse of public space. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Uh... And a threat to the traveling public is only true if you are so bad at riding a bike that you don't see a giant metal fence in front of you. And it's not like this is a difficult-to-see metal fence. I mean, it's got pretty fine grading on it, so you can definitely see that you can't really see through it very well. And uh, it's black, and it's like 10 feet tall, and it sticks out several feet into the road. Like, basically, 
if you're too incompetent to see this fence and you hit it, it's your own fault. Also, uh, if you look at the picture of the fence, all you see behind it is graffiti. So there's a reason the fence went up, and it's the fact that the city of Portland has not been allowing their police to defend private or public property within their city limits, including the federal courthouse, which, again, is why the federal government is sending in police to arrest quote-unquote protesters, because they have been defacing public property. Well, that's just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, lo it looks horrible. You should see it. I mean, it looks like it could be the underside of a highway in, like, St. Louis. Here, I'll, I'll send you this picture. Uh, if you look at the... Oh, fuck you. I don't want autoplay video. I fucking hate that. Okay. <laughs> autoplay video is the bane of your existence. It really many... is. <laughs> How many times have you just been like, ah, oh, stop it. Yeah. Well, look, what's even worse is when you have autoplay video that doesn't just play when you load the page, but just suddenly starts playing when you scroll down through the article. That just makes it that much worse. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, I got to see that. Oh, so the, the media has been covering for Portland, of course, because it would be really unfortunate if word got out that these protests were not peaceful and they are, in fact, damaging property and these arrests are actually worthwhile. Uh, so... When Trump was doing a press briefing today, he talked about some shit, and then he was basically saying, here's some pictures of what's happened in Portland. And I'm sure he was going to show pictures of the courthouse and other such evidence of just how vile these protests have been there. And as soon as he said he was going to do that, the media just cut to something else. I think it was some press briefing on COVID. And I can't remember which channel it was or which network. Uh, I haven't actually seen the video of it. I just heard a lot about it. And, uh, yeah, that just, that sounds like the fucking media to me. Uh, let's see. Enough is enough. A wall of veterans joins Portland protesters. You know, suddenly they like walls again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what do you expect? Uh, 460 faced charges since the protests began. That's as of two days ago. Uh, that's not even 10 arrests per day. So, I mean, is this a massive federal overreach? Is, is this, you know, literally Hitler is in charge of the federal government, and he has arrested 10 people a day, not even. It's like eight. And, and really, it's just kind of fun to see the left deal with exactly what they asked for. Because, let's be realistic, while the left is sitting there demanding that uh, we here with guns who say we like liberty, we don't like the federal government, they just constantly demand that we intervene on their behalf. But if the federal government was doing this to us right now, they would be cheering it on. And I'm not even cheering on the arrest, per se. I'm just, eh, whatever. I'm going to let it happen, because... These people have more than willingly said, 
that they would crush our liberties. They would fuck with us. They would use the force of the state against us at any opportunity. So when the state just willingly uses itself against them, and I don't even have to get involved here, I don't see that as my problem. Yeah. In fact, maybe, maybe we can get Tim in here to discuss his side of this. He's going to try to get Tim. Oh, boy. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see if he comes in. Uh, I just tagged him. I, I, I just really want to see how he's going to justify uh, that we are evil for just not intervening on their behalf. Because, again, like, the worst-case scenario here is a whole bunch of lefties learn that we were, in fact, right the entire time. Uh, and the expansive federal government that they love is actually terrible. Right. Uh, I, I also see a lot of people going online and saying that tear gas is chemical warfare. Now, look, this is one of those things where it is semantically true, but it's a massive exaggeration because, you know, chemical warfare, people think of something like mustard gas or sarin gas, you know, nerve agents, things that are deadly or permanently disfigure you and not things that are used to disperse riots by making people cry. Like, tear gas is a non-lethal weapon. Or a less than lethal weapon. I'm sure there are instances where it could kill somebody. But realistically, it's not used to kill. So to call it chemical warfare is ridiculous. It is a well-established means of dispersing large crowds. And when you have yeah. large crowds... Destroying property, destroying federal property, destroying state property, destroying city property. It kind of makes sense to use something to disperse those crowds. Oh, this is true. Uh, also, it's fun seeing uh, protesters who get shot in the face with less than lethal rounds. And they're like, ow, my eye. This is all horrible. Maybe you shouldn't have joined a riot. <clears throat> and, like, what are they even rioting for? Like, I don't think George Floyd died that long ago, did he? Sounds it's like all a, such a blur. I know, the, this year really has <laughs> been going by. Uh, let's see. Well, no, it really has been that long, so they must be rioting over this. Uh, I'm pretty sure Portland doesn't really have a problem with Black Lives Mattering, though. Because if you've ever been to Oregon or Washington, you'll know that there are no black people in either state. It specifically, is an Yeah, specifically uh, Oregon, which I believe outlawed being black until like 1970 or something stupid like that. Let's see, when did Oregon legalize being black? Oregon, 
Oregon black exclusion laws. Repeal. Oh, okay, so it was in 1870 that they legalized being black in the state. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Okay, so in 1925, the Oregon legislature proposed formal repeal of Section 35, adopted as House Joint Resolution 8. The measure was referred to Oregon voters as a 1926 ballot initiative, which was approved with 62.5% in favor. Measure 14 in 2002 removed the racist language in the Constitution, but 30% of Oregon voters elected to retain the racist clause in the Constitution. <laughs> so, so one in three Oregon voters in 2002 still actually wanted to keep clauses in the Constitution that outlawed being black. <laughs> and remember, this is arguably one of the most progressive states in the Union. Like, at least top five. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and for comparison here, uh, from 1850 to 1860, Oregon saw its black population increase by 75. Compared to an increase of 4,000 in California. Uh, 75 Oregon, is a big number, Joe. Okay. Uh, I know, I know. I mean, the, there's probably at least 76 or 77 black people in the entire state by now. One can assume. Uh, Oregon's black exclusion laws have been linked to a below-average black population. 2%. Holy shit. That's just beautiful. Uh, Cheryl Brooks has proposed that Oregon's small black population has made it difficult for Oregonians to re uh, recognize racial discrimination problems in the state. So you wonder why these BLM protests in Oregon are like, you know, these massive white crowds with like maybe one or two black people showing up. This is why. They're, those are like the entire black population of the state of Oregon. And again, one of the most progressive states in the Union. Easily. Truly beautiful. Holy! I shit. guess that's why all the, uh, I guess that's why all the Nazis want to go to, uh, <laughs> to found Cascadia. Well, what was it in uh, Hoi Four where it was called? Uh, uh, what was that? Lincoln or something like that? Yeah. With like Richard Spencer as president. And it was like Washington, Oregon, and British Columbia. Oh my god, no. Look, I, I just remember, when I visited the West Coast, I actually did a double take the one time that I saw a black person. Because I had been there for a week and a half, and he was the first black person I had seen that entire time. Did you go tell him? I wanted to, but I thought <laughs> it would be a little bit inappropriate. <laughs> Hello, good sir. Do you know that you are the first black person I have ever seen? I mean, in this area? Well, I, I mean, you know, like, it's ridiculous. Like, we live in a small town that is insanely white, and I'm willing to bet that we are more than 2% black. Well, let's look.
Nope, we are we are only about a half percent black. So so Oregon is about four times blacker than this town. On average. So yeah, basically, uh, Oregon can pretend all it wants that it is this quote-unquote progressive utopia where they're standing up for black people, but there aren't any black people there to stand up for. And they can claim that they care about Black Lives Matter, but they just want to destroy federal property. Because I'm not sure there are enough black people in Oregon for there to have been a police shooting of a black person in Oregon in any given calendar year. <laughs> uh, yeah. In fact, let's just Google black person shot by police in Oregon. Uh, the most recent case I can find is 2015. Oh, no, actually it happened in 2010. And in 2015, they reinstated the cop. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, man, th this case is quite interesting. So, so Oregon, uh, being the anti-racist, progressive state that it is, uh, for one thing, they reinstated this cop. But more importantly, the, the whole thing started. Uh, Portland Police Bureau Officer Ron Frashewer was fired for shooting 25-year-old Aaron Campbell after the suspect's girlfriend had called police to her apartment over concerns that he was suicidal. Well, the police certainly took care of that problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, you know, it's weird. This article from 2015 uh, is so different from anything we would read now. Like, this is the before times, Alex. Four times? The before times. The Oh, the before times. Like, right. the, this article is, is five years old. And just give this a quick read. Okay. You gonna send it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Um, yeah, so, so give that article a quick read. And you'll notice that, like, the press was not yet just outright endorsing Black Lives Matter, the organization. I mean, at the time, this article would have looked super far left. But, like, now, this looks almost neutral and unbiased. Dude, I, I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, this is so cruel. I shouldn't be laughing. But when you read, after the suspect's girlfriend had called police to her apartment over concerns that he was suicidal, <laughs> so he died. Yeah. That, that's what I was he saying. Died. I guess the police took care of that problem. Jesus <laughs> Christ. No. Look, the police are very competent over in Oregon, okay? <laughs> oh. But yeah, just imagine if I called the cops and said you were suicidal. But no, and like, they, they, they showed up at our house and they just shot you. 
This is still like you know leaning that way, but it definitely sounds way more neutral. No yeah, I know, I know. For the modern here, era, no one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not Donald Trump's fault personally that this cop shot this black man. You correct. You know, it's almost like problems in America predated uh, Donald Trump. Shockingly enough, impossible. Yeah, uh, I mean. Oh, who who was it? Biden, I think, said that Donald Trump is our first racist president. Uh, I know uh, the Facebook page, Being Libertarian, is doing a meme series right now of just that quote and then something about every president ever. <laughs> and I, I can't remember who the first one they did was. Oh, the first one they did was Nixon. And then they did Jackson. And I, I don't even know. I haven't been following it. Let me see if I can find it. Because it, it's just beautiful that Biden has somehow convinced himself that Donald Trump is the not only the most racist, but the first racist president. Well, like in episode one, we talked pretty extensively about Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt and and just how massively racist they were to the point where for their day, they were massive racists. And and Biden is coming out just saying Trump is the first racist US president. There was never a racist man until Trump. Yeah. Uh, I mean Andrew Jackson literally committed a genocide. But you know Donald Trump is the first racist ever. Of course. Oh, and and just for fun, we we were discussing this earlier. It's unrelated. But uh, apparently the KKK has started to rebrand itself away from racism. Uh, they, they are actually embracing a pluralistic society and no longer discriminate based on uh, race or sexual orientation. I mean, it depends on which exact branch of the KKK because it's not one formal structure. It's like hundreds of little chapters. But there is a branch out there, and I believe Colorado, that is very open and accepting of all people of all races of all colors. It's really inspiring. Oh, well. How beautiful. I mean, it really are you, is. Are you saying diversity is being introduced into the KKK? I mean, the KKK was unironically saying diversity is America's strength. I just, I just want to know who joins the KKK now who couldn't before because <laughs> they're non-white. <laughs> I just want to see this person. Oh, yeah. Read over their beliefs. Maybe it's the founder of altright.com. You know, that uh, Nicholas Rodriguez or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So you think uh, the owner of that site is uh, Hispanic? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so speaking of the West Coast and places the media pretends are happy and peaceful, there's still the chop which, having been shut down just before the 4th of July, uh, once again, the, the media just insisted constantly that everything there was hunky-dory, it was a bunch of pot-smoking hippies just sitting around a drum circle, and everyone was singing music and playing guitar and getting along, and just ignore the murders that were happening, ignore the fact that the quote-unquote leader's bodyguard was the one killing people, uh, which is ultimately what led to the chop being shut down. 
You know, they, they like to pretend that every time that leftists protest, it's just the most peaceful thing. Uh, as if somehow the right has this monopoly on political violence. Which is ridiculous yeah. when you consider the fact that pretty much every major political violence incident in the last five years has been carried out by a lefty. I mean, the okay, the one thing I can think of that wouldn't be explicitly a lefty would be Charlottesville. Correct. And I wouldn't call that a right-winger. That's just like, uh, again, Nazis are like authoritarian center here. They aren't left or right, really. They're third positionism. So, basically, the center is very capable of political violence, and the left is very capable of political violence. But the right is not very capable of political violence. These damn centrists. Oh, I know. We need to to go for some centricide. They're taking over, man. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, who was it that shot up uh, a whole bunch of Republicans at a baseball game? I believe that was a Bernie Sanders supporter? Yes. Uh, actually, a lot of these people are Bernie Sanders supporters. Yeah. Like, that, this tends to happen. Something about having his campaign be called, like, the revolution or something like that it just really elicits this type of behavior. Yeah, you know, it's almost like uh, he has inspired a whole bunch of radical communists, despite not being a radical communist. But to be fair, most radical communists don't even know what radical communism would be. The, they just know that the workers need to overthrow the government. And so if someone just starts shouting socialism, they say, all right, it's time, let's start shooting. And they don't really look into it any further than that, and then a whole bunch of people die. Wow, the, the Iranian government has just said that they can sue America uh, over the downing of an airliner in 1988. I think they're a little bit behind. Oh, let's see, okay. Here, here's an interesting article. Uh, it's completely unrelated again, but Ocean plastic is getting worse, and the efforts to stem the tide fall short, study finds. Uh, let's see if they show any pictures of that bay in the Philippines. Oh, it's a, it's a paid article. Oh, no. It's okay, I've heard of incognito taps. Beautiful. Really? I, I just straight up can't read it. It's not even like a free trial thing. I have to sign up. Well, that's lame. I, I wanted to see a picture of the Bay in the Philippines, man. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, TikTok is taking down QAnon, which is perfectly fine by me. Cause what do you mean, what? Yeah, TikTok is taking down QAnon. Uh, Twitter just did it the other day. I'm confused. Yeah, the, the, they have QAnon removed... Like no, the they've removed all posts about QAnon. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't fucking know. Their new policy against disinformation. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, Q fucking deserves it. 
Like, I've never met a sane person who believes in that conspiracy. There are sane people who believe in every other conspiracy theory. There are no sane people who believe in QAnon. Yeah. Okay, wait. The, there are also no sane flat earthers, but when you're when the bar is that low, you know? Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, uh, Elon Musk and Grimes appear to be fighting because Elon Musk doesn't like gender pronouns. And Grimes thinks he is a racist bigot. Or something. And apparently they no longer follow each other on Twitter, which just makes it that much more entertaining. And, uh, COVID vaccine is coming along. Still not sure it'll work, just given the fact that the immune response seems to weaken very quickly. And I'm pretty sure that vaccines can't suddenly make the immune response stronger than it would be from just exposure to the virus itself. But I'm also not a vaccine researcher, so I'll see if they can figure it out. Otherwise, just assume this pandemic will go on at least until November. And if Trump wins re-election, expect the pandemic to end sometime around 2025, January 20th at noon. Alright, what else do we have? Tim does not want to come in and uh, discuss his views on the Portland situation. That's unfortunate. What expected? I mean, it really is, because he just kind mm. of exists to jump into my Discord, autistically screech about some lefty talking point, and then when we call him on his bullshit, he just kind of disappears for two or three days. And then he comes back, autistically screeches without reading anything we've said over the last two days about what he said. And then leaves again, and then he never brings up the subject again. Uh, and, and it's funny, because the guy is very anti-conspiracy theory, and yet I have seen him spread more conspiracy theories than probably anyone in that Discord server. What? I mean, okay, with the exception of maybe Paul. But, like, conspiracy theories per post, I'm going to say Tim is at, like, 80%, and Paul is only at about 50 Right. Yeah. Uh, what what was the other really big one that he spread? Oh, he said that uh, George Bush could be arrested by any person on Earth because he was convicted of war crimes in Indonesia. And, like, none of that is true. He was never convicted of war crimes. Despite what the left will say over and over and over again, George Bush has never been convicted of any war crime anywhere. There has been talk of potentially charging him with war crimes in various places. But there has never been a conviction of any form. And any country that would try to convict a sitting U.S. president or a former U.S. president of war crimes would know how silly of an idea that is. Because for the most part, those same countries require us for foreign aid. And if they start convicting our former presidents of war crimes... 
they're not going to get very far in terms of future economic development and growth. Yeah. Uh, in in other interesting news, uh, switching back to the East Coast, the Washington Redskins are now the Washington football team. Which I can't really imagine a worse name for a football team. The Washington Washingtons. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's uh the Washington trademark. Well, look, you you remember when uh, Good Game Empire was getting ads everywhere? You know, they were the Raid Shadow Legends of like the end stage of cable TV. Yes. Right. So they they were everywhere as Good Game Empire, and every time I saw it, I thought, you know, if you have to tell me that it's a good game, it's probably not a good game. But calling it, like, the Washington football team, you know, is is worse than that, because it's like calling it the video game game. Hey. Or, or the shooty video game, or something like that. It's just, it's so generic. Shooty gun. Big bang. Many yeah, it's, it's, it's like if we called Halo bad graphics ugly gorillas. <laughs> Uh, like it, it's technically descriptive, but it's pretty generic and could describe a lot of things. It could describe an old King Kong movie, or a two-day-old trailer for a quote-unquote next-gen video game. You know, the, there's too many things it could describe. Oh, he, here's some evidence of the safety of Portland. Uh, this article is old, but uh, in Northeast Portland, resulting in or there there were protests in Northeast Portland, resulting in confrontations between police and protesters, property damage, and fire set in trash bins. Uh, does does anyone know why Antifa and the left generally like to light trash bins on fire so much? Because trash is the ultimate enemy. What perfectly describes the waste of consumerist capitalism like a trash can? Well, I, I suppose, but like, they even seem to always have those like old school metal trash cans that you never see anywhere anymore. Correct. And they seem to still find those to light them on fire. Like, I'm not even sure, like, do they order them online or what? Are they just really popular on the West Coast? I don't know. Let's see if I can find one. I mean, they're kind of expensive. They do still exist. They they cost uh, thirty three ninety five, although that's on sale for forty percent off. They normally run for fifty six dollars a piece. And if you get the heavy duty version, it runs up to eighty five ninety five. They have the same Oh man, this is horrible. 
So, like, where, where are they finding these? Who still uses them? Because I haven't actually seen one of these trash cans in person anywhere besides, like, behind a dumpster at some old business. You can still find them there a lot because they just threw them out when they got, like, actual trash cans. Although I could have one delivered here by Monday the 3rd. So just over a week to have a, a fucking trash can delivered to me. At a cost of $85. $85? Yeah. That's a steal. Yeah. And again, that's 34% off. Wow. Oh, and if I get a global industrial credit card, I can save an additional $4.3. Oh, no, that, that's the alternative. I can either use their 34% off offer, or I can use their credit card and get 5% off. Now, I don't know which one I want to do. Uh, but it is made of galvanized steel uh, with a zinc treatment for corrosion resistance. Uh, it has deep body corrugations. I mean, th this is definitely the trash can I'm thinking of. Well, like, Alex, can you tell me the last time that you've actually seen one of these trash cans in person? Nineteen ninety-seven. What, when you were two? <laughs> you have such vivid memories of being two years old? I have vivid memories of being three. You know, you know what? This is, uh, this is fucking Grover's trash can, so probably. Yes. I mean, this is fucking Sesame Street right here. Yeah, I, I, I think they had that at my school. Uh, when I went to, what was it, like, eighth grade? See, even when I was school, we were using those modern open-top ones that you see at, like, airports and shit now? Well, no, but they, they kept one... They, 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 they kept one outside in, like, the... In, like, the... You know, the yard. They just kept the trash can like that. It was strange. <laughs> it's strange time. Oh, the, there's a hurricane hitting Florida. Or, uh, Texas. Aren't you glad you left there? Yes. What is it? Hitting Houston. It's hitting Houston? Well, I mean, it's hitting Texas. And it says the Gulf oh. Coast. Oh, great. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's going to be another Harvey. Oh, no. I mean, it probably will. God, but that would be boring then. I was so mad. I was just, I was, I was watching out my window as it rained for a solid week, and everywhere else but my general area flooded. Right. I was like, why? <laughs> I wish to be entertained. Okay, I, I just want to see a picture of where it's going and if that's to Houston. Uh no, no, it's uh, it's actually going for uh, Corpus Christi. Oh no! So like. Javier. <laughs> Houston will probably flood though because it's like on the outer edge of the storm or at least Galveston is but you said Galveston is basically next door to Houston yes uh, but the uh, the center of the storm is going pretty much straight at Corpus Christi 
Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna hit Houston. It's yeah. Definitely gonna hit Houston though. Yeah, Corpus Christi is like a three-hour drive from Houston. Okay, so it's like Detroit is to us. Yeah. Or Chicago. Yes, or Chicago. <laughs> Don't want to be reminded of Chicago and its existence. Oh, free gaming PC is trending on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I, w I want a free gaming PC. I'm not going to retweet your fucking tweet, though. That's lame. Oh, oh! So here's an interesting one. Uh, right now, actually, there is uh, a, a march going on in Louisville uh, to protest about uh, Breonna Taylor and uh, the NFAC, which I can't remember who they are. I just read that acronym a few minutes ago. But the yeah, so they're protesting about Breonna, uh, Breonna Taylor. Uh, who is it? What does NFAC stand for? Oh, yeah, okay. It's called the uh, Not Fucking Around Coalition. And they are uh, pretty much an all-black militia. And apparently they showed up with the three percenters in Louisville uh, to protest about this. Yeah, you know, what? what's actually quite interesting is uh, the amount of overlap there has been between, uh, like, pro-black protesters who've been complaining about the George Floyd situation and stuff uh, and the amount of, like, three percenters and other boogie boys who've been showing up uh, with largely the same complaints. You know, these two groups that, again, the, the media would insist they have nothing in common. Uh, they've actually been showing up and working together a lot lately. The black militia and the three percenters? Well, yeah, like black militias and like the largely white conservative militias that you get uh, out in rural areas. They've been showing up together to protest about the same shit. What are they protesting about? Uh, in this case, they're protesting uh, about Breonna Taylor, uh, which she's the one that, uh, I mean, again, it makes sense that the three percenters would be here because the libertarians have been talking about her nonstop for like a year. Uh, I can't remember what she was shot for. Oh. Yeah, they broke into her house. So, unannounced, without a warrant. And they... Uh, they actually mistook her apartment for someone else's. And then they shot her? And then she went to, like, she went to grab a gun. Uh-huh. Because, you know, if it's in the middle of the night, it's someone in plain clothes is breaking into your house. And they were also in plain clothes. Right. Oh, nice. And, yeah, they shot her. Well, that, that's appreciable, I guess. Uh, totally justified police shooting. There should never be a protest about this. Of course. 
But but you know what? What I really do appreciate is seeing um. Yeah uh, yeah okay. You know how the left has been saying forever that it, you know if we saw a whole bunch of black people take up arms, we'd suddenly be very in favor of gun control. Correct. Like, here's a picture of a large crowd of black people with guns, and it just makes me happy. That's beautiful. Cause like these guys aren't looting a target because a black guy was shot. These guys are going. Oh, fuck off, try again. We'll see what happens. Fuck around and find out. That's what I like wait, to wait, see. Wait, what did they call themselves? The Not Fucking Around Coalition. <laughs> but, Which I love that fucking name. It's essentially the uh, fuck around and find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a militia. Yeah. Great. Well, like, and that's another one that has grown quite popular just in the last, what, six months or so? Are these black militias that are popping up everywhere? Is they they like the there's one group that's going around just chanting, you know, we want reparations and you know we're gonna steal shit from Target because black people were shot, and then there's another group going, black people are getting shot a lot. We should grab a hell of a lot of guns and tell them to go fuck themselves. Now the ones grabbing guns. And telling the government to go fuck themselves. I really appreciate. Because again, that, that is a movement I can get behind. Is, is grabbing a gun and telling the government to go fuck off. Right. You know, that, that's not a radical racial ideology. That is a, I just want to be left alone ideology. Correct. Uh, and, and again, I, I imagine that's why the three percenters have been showing up with these guys a lot. And, uh... Yeah, you know, I think the uh, Michigan militia showed up with one of our local black militias at one point. Uh, and, and we're seeing it all over the place, is uh, the more traditional militias that you've seen, the more traditional right-wing militia, uh, has been showing up with a lot of these black militias at various protests. Uh, and it, it's a good thing to see. Uh, I think the three percenters are here. I mean, the, the headlines aren't mentioning the three percenters much. But uh, I did see something about them being there, I think, on Twitter. Oh, rip. Three percenters, what the fuck are you doing? So apparently the three percenters showed up at this one in opposition to the NFAC. Why the fuck would you do this? Oh, what is this? What did you find? Oh, uh, apparently the three percenters decided to show up to this one in opposition. Uh, which makes the three percenters officially the shittiest militia we have. In opposition to who? 
the the NFAC. Why the hell would you do this? They Look have into it. they have basically the same goal. Well, I, I I think the I think they called out the three percenters. They they they're what from what I heard, and this was and and take it with a very very fine grain of salt because this was a Nazi telling me this. That basically they went to an area, said a bunch of racially charged things at like Nazis. Uh huh. And then they just lumped in the three percenters with it. Oh, okay. So they might just be there, like, you know, fuck you guys because you're lumping us in with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed, like, for one thing, I was reading this from the Daily Beast. And the Daily Beast was very quick to make the connection between Charlottesville and the three percenters. When it was, what, like, two three percenters showed up at Charlottesville? And then they realized what it was, and they just kind of left. And it was bad enough, like, optically, that the three percenters were like, look, we're just shutting everything down for a few months while we sort the sort this shit out. Uh, let's see. No, no, the the three percenters are just absolutely licking the boot here. Wait, what? Yeah, the the three percenters showed up in defense of the state. And of the police. In defense of the police for what situation? The the Breonna Taylor protests. Wait, what? Yeah. What the fuck are they thinking? They have oh. to be the least competent militia in America. Well, we, lo- we lost the three percenters. Yeah, no shit. God damn. What are they thinking? Look into Breonna Taylor and tell me what you think of the situation. Oh, I've, I've already looked into it before. I just couldn't remember exactly what it was about. But I do remember it not being a justified shooting. Definitely it, it, It's just one of those cases that just happens... Of all the other cases, just happens to be not justified and so unbelievably not justified that you're like, wow, this could happen to me. I could be sitting in my apartment and some, and some dude wearing plain clothes could right, just well, barge well, in in the middle of the night and shoot me dead because they, didn't, they did not reveal themselves to be police. Right, yeah, and, and again, this is, uh, like, why are the, the three percenters cucking out about this? This is exactly what they exist to oppose. Like, it, it was to the point where I heard the three percenters were there, and I just assumed they were marching in solidarity. Because it is such a, an easy cause for them to support. There's yeah. just that much, like, ideological overlap on this, specifically this case. What are they thinking? Oh, uh, let's yeah. see. So, oh, okay, I'll just read the summary from Wikipedia. Shortly after midnight on March 13, 2020, Louisville police entered the apartment of Breonna Taylor and Kenneth Walker using a battering ram to force open the door. 
The police were investigating two men they believed were selling drugs. The Taylor oh, Walker God. home was included in a signed no-knock no search warrant signed by Jefferson County Circuit Judge uh, Mary Shaw, reportedly based on represent, uh, representations by police that one of the men used the apartment to receive packages. The suspected drug dealer had allegedly been seen walking into Taylor's apartment one <coughs> January afternoon with a USPS package before leaving and driving to a known drug house. And the warrant said a U.S. Postal Inspector confirmed that the man had been receiving packages at the apartment. Postal Inspector Tony Gooden has said that his office had told police there were no packages of interest being received there. Huh. Weird. Uh, Louisville police stated that they announced themselves while entering the home after knocking several times and saying they were uh, Louisville police officers with a search warrant. Neighbors and Taylor's family dispute this, saying there was no announcement and that Walker and Taylor believed someone was breaking in, causing Walker to act in self-defense. Walker said in his police interrogation that Taylor yelled multiple times, Who is it? After hearing a loud bang at the door, but received no answer, and that he then armed himself. Walker, a licensed firearm carrier, shot first, striking a police officer in the leg. In response, the police opened fire with more than 20 rounds, hitting objects in the living room, dining room, kitchen, hallway, bathroom, and both bedrooms. Taylor was shot at least eight times and pronounced dead at the scene. No drugs were found in the apartment. According to anonymous sources who spoke to Waves News, one of the three officers allegedly fired blindly from the exterior of the residence through a window with closed blinds and curtains. Jesus Christ! (laughs) The sources said they do not believe Taylor was struck by any of the bullets fired by the officer who was outside. Magically. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, The police filed an incident report that stated that Taylor had no injuries and that no forced entry occurred. Hey, Jump wants to join. Are we doing that? Oh, he he already he already said that he actually didn't want to join. He just wanted the invite. Oh. Uh, let's see. He's telling me he wants to join. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. There is yeah. absolutely no reason the three percenters should be supporting this. The three percenters are bootlicking fags. Yeah, I don't really. know what to say. That's ridiculous. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I mean the, this like, would be like in the '90s, and someone is protesting Waco, and the and the three percenters show up, and they say, you know, actually, it was good that the FBI just burned this building down, or that the ATF just burned this building down willy nilly. I mean, after all, hoarding firearms is a crime. What the hell? No, I'm absolutely behind NFAC on this. I mean, I don't care if they're a black communist militia. Yeah, you know, I I don't care who the militia is actually for. I just like militias. Although I don't like the three percenters anymore because they are a really shitty militia. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, they're the three percenters. Very LARPy, very LARPy name based off of not factual information about the founding. Right. It just it. Well, look I, I, I honestly, I, I think I might respect the communist militia more. Like if NFAC are straight up communists, you know, at least they're probably being honest about that. Are they? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just assuming they're probably a left wing militia. 
but they're all also probably honest about that. Whereas the three percenters are clearly not a right wing militia at this point. Well, look, look, look into look into them. They must have like a website or something, right? They must state their goals. Let's see. Holy shit! It's an offshoot of the Black Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> Holy shit. But at least they're honest about it. I don't yeah. even care. I don't even care. Yeah. At least they say what they mean and mean what they say. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They're, they're standing up for the right thing here, and the three percenters are standing up for the wrong thing. I'm still going to back the NFAC. Yeah. It, it doesn't It doesn't matter what side you're on, right? The, this is just one of those things... Yeah, well, saying, where I'm literally going to side with the black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, it's just it's just such a crazy event. So completely unjustified that and and it even seems like there's some spooky action happening in the uh the afterworks of the in the case as well. Where they're like, "Oh no, we told her. We told her there's a police." And not only her and not only her family but the neighbors as well were like, no. Yeah, yeah, and then the police report was like, oh no, she was fine. Yeah, she Literally was nothing happened. I, I mean, she must have died of a heart attack after we left, because we sat down, we had a great conversation. Her body definitely wasn't full of bullet holes, I'll tell you that much. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that is one of those, like, if Black Lives Matter needs a, a legitimate case to say, hey, Black people are getting fucked by the police in America, and we can prove it. That's one of them. And they are very few and far between, because usually Black Lives Matter picks up any case where a black guy is shot by the cops. And usually they're wrong. But there are a handful of times they've been absolutely right. And this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, honest, honestly, can I join the NFAC? I mean, they're a black nationalist organization, so I'm not sure they would let me. And they're literally the black Hebrew Israelites, but, like, still. I just want to know what their aims are. Look, honestly, they have such a cool name. How did no right-wing militia come up with the not-fucking-around coalition? That is a great name. So they're, okay, so they're not, they're black nationalists, right? So what do they want? What do they, what what do they want, do, do they want a piece of land? <laughs> do they I want to no build idea. a black nation in America? I, what do they want? I mean, it seems to be the paramilitary wing of the black Hebrew Israelites, so what do the the black Hebrew Israelites want? Well, they don't like the Jews. Oh, I, I know. They really hate the Jews. Um, it's, very, it's very funny. <laughs> Not for the Jews, but it's very... Well, look, yeah, a- actually... You know the video I'm talking about. Well, look, so... Uh, <laughs> so, so they they are black separatists. Okay. And so, so, so oh, okay, so uh, most of them are uh, very anti-Semitic, but there are actually sects of them that are not. Sure. So, like that, they don't actually entirely follow that uh, the ideology of just like the the Jews are imposters. I think is what they generally believe. The, there are some who are perfectly fine with the Jews. So that can't be, like, the only thing they're about, then. Oh, uh, what do they want now? This is a shockingly old movement. I mean, it dates back to just after the Civil War. 
Really? I mean, like, it's been, it's kind of like the KKK, like, it started in the the 1870s, 1880s, and it, it's kind of gone through, like, several transformations and rebrandings and all that, but, like, it can trace its origins back to 1886. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do we have? What are their goals? Very important questions. I can't find their goals. I mean, I mean, there are definitely some of them that are uh, fucking terrorists. Like about six months ago, one of them just a attacked a uh, synagogue. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a big case. Yeah. I mean, it was a big case right up until they realized that it was a black Hebrew Israelite, and then everyone just stopped talking about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're like, I don't know, the 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 Jewish equivalent, I guess, of the uh, Nation of Islam? But, like, what do they want? I mean, I guess, the, I guess it's the same as white nationalism, the, some vague notion of a, a black-no-state. but, like, no actual definition of what that means. So, again, they, these guys probably aren't, in general, good guys, but they're protesting for the right reasons. And, quite frankly, the 3%ers should be backing them on this. Because, like, you don't have to back people based on who they are overall. And the fact if, that If someone is right about something and they're wrong about everything else, you can't actually back them on the thing that they're right about. The fact that they're not backing them Speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and look, so I, I understand that the three percenters would be opposed to backing a black nationalist movement. I get it. Then just don't show up. Don't show up in opposition when they're right. That, that's just a ridiculous idea. I mean, not only does it look bad, like, that looks bad to me, and I, I'm one of the guys who goes, yeah, the three percenters are cool. I mean, they've always been LARPy as fuck, but like, hey, it's, I've always thought it was good to have them around, and now they're just completely backing the wrong side in this fight. Yeah, I mean, if you can't unambiguously back one side, which, again, in this case, I could understand that being the case, then just don't back either. Don't back the other side, the side that you have, in every other instance, been very explicitly against, just because you don't like the, the general politics of one group.
And it's not like these guys showed up to cause a whole bunch of trouble. The, they did wind up shooting a couple of people. <laughs> the, this militia is still fairly new, I think. Because uh, three people were injured, but they said it was like accidental discharge of firearms. You know, the, the one thing the three percenters have on these guys is the three percenters actually know how to use their guns. Uh, I think they have a lot more experience and a lot more training. Because the three percenters like to show up in the woods every weekend and uh, play soldier. Although that's a the the headline from the Daily Beast is kind of ridiculous because they say shots fired is not fucking around coalition and three percenter militia converge on Louisville, Kentucky. Now that that sounds like the militias were shooting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that they don't explicitly say the militia shot at each other is, is telling enough that they didn't. But they're certainly trying to imply it, so I click on this article. And again, in reality, it was like an accidental discharge of a firearm happened, and a couple of people were injured. I don't think anyone was killed. I don't think anyone was even severely injured. It was fairly minor gunshot injuries. But yeah, I, I guess we'll end this podcast with just my abject disappointment in the three percenters after hearing this. It's it's quite depressing. Yeah. Well, look, at the end of the day, anyone who is saying we don't want to be fucked with by the government should probably get backing from the three percenters. I mean, unless they're literally the people demanding government intervention. Th then fuck them. Because they're the ones who ask for it. But if, if you're not asking for the government to fuck you, and then complaining when they do, you should probably just get backed up by the, the militias. Uh, like, I don't care what your politics are. Yeah. Or at least when it comes outside of the spectrum of, do you want the government to do shit or not? Like, black nationalists, by and large, don't want the government to do shit. They want the government to dissolve itself. I mean, they, the, that's the whole concept of black nationalism, is they want a black ethnostate. Now, is that a good idea? No, but is that a, a we want the government to do shit ideology? Also, whoa, no. Whoa, what's wrong with a black ethnostate? I'm not an ethnostate guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. I never <laughs> will be. What do you mean? I mean, it's not good for them. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know. You know. Well, look, the, the only instance in which I will accept an ethnostate is Liberia. if we take over... Well, yeah, exactly. If we take over Antarctica and we split it, you know, just, like, evenly between all the races and we just say all of the ethno-nationalists, you can have your corner of it, and then we just, like, turn it into a reality show where these guys fight to take control of Antarctica. Uh, I think that would be fair. Uh, I think that would be fair not only to uh, the people who demand an ethno-state because they would have one, but to everyone else, because we would get to watch them starve to death. And the ones who don't starve to death would kill each other. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I mean ethno-nationalism has always been, like, subversively about... Oh, fuck. 
ethno-nationalism has only really been relevant due to the fact that people were geographically isolated. Well, right, right. But, like, it's, it's by and large, especially in the present day, it's just a, a prettier face on the concept of, like, genocide. It's like, no, no, we, we don't want to kill the other races. We just want to have land exclusively for our race. And, and how are we going to get that? Well, we're not going to answer that question. Peacefully, in air quotes. You know, right. it's, it's just always been a, a covert way of saying, I actually want to kill a whole bunch of non-whites. Because, let's be realistic. If you told Richard Spencer that he could have, you know, the, the territory of New Hampshire uh, would become his white ethnostate, do you think he would be happy with that, that he would say, yeah, yeah, that's great. No, he, he, would, he would want the entirety of the United States or half of the United States. And the only way he's going to achieve that is through genocide. No matter how much he insists it would be peaceful. Well, he would then answer, he would just pay people to leave. Well, yeah, but is, but is it him paying people to leave? I mean, at the end of the day, he wants a state-sanctioned ethno-state. Correct. And, like, if the state itself said, look, we don't want an ethno-state, but we will let you have one under these terms, there's no way in hell that he would accept it. Because it's it's not genocide enough. It, it doesn't give them enough territory completely independent of the other races. Right. Uh, I mean, see. honestly, New Hampshire is practically an ethno-state as it is. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying if if they're going to have an ethno-state, give them New Hampshire. But they won't take New Hampshire because otherwise they would have just already moved to New Hampshire. Right. Uh, you know, or Alaska or Oregon. You know how easy it would be for them to just all move to Oregon and take it over. It's not a very densely populated state to begin with. And it's already pretty much an ethno-state. It's what, fucking 95-96% white like if they wanted it they could have it hmm oh uh, let's yeah, see no it's just it's just a bad call it's just a bad call from the three percenters just very disappointing yeah yeah I, I really wish they would have just supported this or just not showed up Oh, well, Oregon is only uh, 85% white. All that... Oh, Oregon's not nearly as white as New Hampshire and Maine. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a lot of Asians. Uh, look, but let's let's put this in context, just to get back to Oregon real quick. More people identify as some other race that identify as black. And some other race wow. is like the honorary race on the U.S. census that no one actually identifies as. It, you know, on the national average, that's usually what, like half a percent of the country? Yeah. But in Oregon, it's some other race. So yeah, either way, the, the three percenters, uh, really guys, you should have shown up in support of this. You don't even have to be in support of uh, 
the NFAC. You you could just show up in support of figuring out what the fuck happened with Breonna Taylor. There's absolutely no reason you should have been in opposition to this protest. Yeah. I mean, it's if there was ever a cause made for the three percenters, it was this. And it, it really is just disappointing that they didn't follow through. But I guess with that, we'll end it. Uh, fuck the three percenters, I guess. And uh, uh, hopefully we get a better militia in the future. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 